God, welcome once again to your moment with the voice of God. If you're here for the first time, we want to welcome you. We thank you for joining into our broadcast. Right now in this moment, you are joining with thousands of people around the world who have come to this place to hear from heaven. Our prayer is that while you are with us, you would hear the heartbeat and the mind of Jesus and that you too would be transformed as our lives are being transformed through every broadcast. Last Wednesday, we had an amazing time as we joined together, coming to hear the Word of God. And as we came together, worship took off and the glory of God came down and we danced and we sang and we worshiped the King of Kings. I believe that video is still available. And if you go on YouTube, you will be able to join with us as well and celebrate the goodness of our Lord. You will see in that video, it was an amazing time of singing, God is so good. And we sang it in many different languages, representing the nations around the world, that all of the nations recognize that God is so good. Has God been good to you? Last Sunday, we were able to go deeper into the book of Revelation as our prophet and our man of God was teaching us from Revelation chapter 2, verses 3, 4, and 5. Specifically last week, we covered the horizontal dimension of our first love. We recognize that there is a vertical dimension between God and us. But in order to be complete, in order to complete first love and be one, it required us to also recognize and grow on the horizontal dimension of loving those around us, specifically our brother. And in that message, our man of God taught us exactly who was our brother. It is the one who is hearing the word that you are hearing. Yes. And now it is time to go deeper into the word of God. Would you please help me honor and welcome our prophet and our man of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. We thank God for this. I believe it is my privilege that I get to do this week after week. And uh, I want to thank the Lord that uh, you have been very focused and that you have been on this journey with us. And uh, especially last week, all of last week, Wednesday, and Friday, the, the birthday celebration. Thank you for honoring Mama in such a deep way. You guys did very well. Thank you, Prophet. Did very well. We still have a cake left. We do still have cake left. <laughs> we do. There's some available. A, a big one, I heard. A very big cake. <laughs> yeah. I heard the, there was so much that was given, so there's a, I believe it calls for another extension. Actually, after the service, those of you that are in-house, would you please join us downstairs in the Mega Lounge where we will continue to celebrate Mom by partaking of a cake that has been prepared. Yes. So that's only if they come to Montreal. That's only if they come to Montreal, <laughs> catch a flight and join us. <laughs> you know, that I was blown away how at Mom's celebration we came to honor her. And 
in true glory, mom turned everything around and pointed to Jesus and talked about how her entire life is about living for her master. And what really just shifted everything was when she began to sing, she began to worship and the place was filled with the glory of God. That was so beautiful. And we're truly blessed to have mom in our lives. We are. And I should say I'm, I'm the one who reaps the most of the blessing. I wouldn't be able to do this without her. There are few people that were integral part of my journey. Besides my Lord, my mother, and my spiritual father, you know, there's one person that has been a on a daily basis being of support. And that is my beloved wife. And I want to just thank the Lord for her life, the way she comes through, the way she has, by coming alongside, helps me to focus on my calling. I, I can write a book on that. So I am really honoured that we have such a woman as a spiritual mother of the house and the ministry as a whole. So thank you for being part of that journey and appreciating that. And I hope that you would do that to all your pastor's wives because uh, the pastor gets celebrated a lot, but the wives are ignored a lot. But the pastor cannot do his job if the wife is not happy. So I really hope that uh, if you're watching me that this week you will take time to wherever your pastor's wives are, let them feel your love. Yeah, Don't just say thank you. Yes. Let it be of substance and use your energy to help them and in whatever ways possible, bring joy into that relationship. Amen. Amen. So, are you ready for today? Man of God, we are hungry. We want more. Mm. You know, last Sunday when you were talking, we covered Revelation chapter 2, verses 3, 4, and 5. Mm. And you, you said many things that we've never heard before. You've explained how the Holy Spirit is carrying the bride to Jesus like some of the, un the understanding that you release, this is things we've never heard before, not in that way, not in that fashion. Mm -hmm. The Word of God is coming to us in this season and in this generation in a very deep and unique way. And it's, it's creating a hunger, a deeper passion, a deeper desire for more of what is coming. We want to say thank you for that. Oh, all glory to God. All glory to God. So we're hungry to hear what the voice of God is speaking today. Amen. Amen. This series is critical. Throughout the scriptures, the way the scriptures came to people, they had encounters, they were carried by the Spirit, inspired letters. Hmm. But this crawl is different. 
because this is an encounter a man of God is having face to face with the Lord Jesus in the heavenly dimension. Every other time you see even when Moses met with God at one time when in the Old Testament things became tangible. Mm -hmm. Moses was physically on the mountain and the clouds descended on that mountain. Yes. yes. And he heard God while he is there. Mm. Okay. But in this moment, it is not the same. At this time, John is now entering into a heavenly realm. You can hear the voice of God coming to him saying, come up here. So this is a moment where he's being transported to the realm where God is. And he is seeing Jesus among the lampstands. He's standing watching and he's hearing directly from the mouth of our Lord and Savior Jesus. This is unlike any other written letters because this is a witness of somebody that did not witness some Jesus in the natural realm. But he is now hearing Jesus from a very higher dimension. So if that is the case, if this was received from a higher dimension, we cannot reduce this study into simple historical understanding or a simple theological explanation because I'm afraid that is what many theologians do. When you hear that there is a letter that is coming from a very higher dimension, in order to, for us to understand that, we must be tuned to that higher place. Otherwise, the danger that we can enter into is that we understand the letter, not the spirit. And by grasping hold of the letter, we also grasp hold of death. Death. Because the Bible says the letter killeth. If something kills you, then you are dead. You are dead. Yes. So there is an information that you can get obsessed with, that you can be be married to. That the Bible says knowledge puffs you up. Yes. And before the fall comes the pride. The pride. So death waits for somebody who is obsessed with information, but not the spirit behind that information. My God, that this is this is rich. We are starting. We just started. <laughs> so you're looking at why these scrolls have created a lot of division. You, if you have been in the church long enough, you know there's all kinds of teachings around this. Yes, and it has also opened the. 
church to more divisions mm. because the enemy loves taking advantage of a bride that is using the human intellect mm-hmm. the human strength that is how satan works he makes you focus on his wisdom the wisdom of the world the wisdom of the letter you go into the root word and the root word of the root word and the root word and then now you're so busy holding on to that that you forget the spirit that wrote it we need root words it is very helpful but when somebody is only using that tool to look at this letter yeah. then they have missed what the lord is saying so you have to look at it in his own dimension we have to look at it in the heartbeat of god and that is probably my biggest concerns of doing this series that we may not end up being just another teaching that we may be able to do justice that we may be able to find our spirits to quiet down and understand the word yes so this is not a scripture that um, i would point to and say oh yeah i would I, when i feel like preaching you know let's go to this no. this is something that will equip the body this is beyond emotions mm-hmm. this is word that is giving us that will protect our soul. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is a word that protects our soul from hell. Protect our soul from deception. So that is why the series are different and we have to take it differently. And it is coming to you differently. Yes. 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 We can tell man of God when you're giving the word. Mm-hmm. it's not a theological seminary a seminar it's not being preached from just knowledge you can tell you can sense the weight behind the words you can hear the spirit speaking the heart of god once again we thank you and we thank the lord for bringing us into that this is the lord's doing that is the effective work of the holy spirit and we are as vessels So let us start again. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and verse 6 onwards, please. Yes, thank you, prophet. Reading from Revelation chapter 2 starting in verse 6. Mm. Yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, mm-hmm. which I also hate. He who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches okay we are introduced uh, a new character here the nicolaitans yes and then it's immediately saying let those who have a ear let them hear what the spirit is saying so that means that this topic cannot be understood without the help of the holy spirit mm, yes 
So we have to now probe that, investigate. What does that mean? So one more time, verse six, please. Verse six. Yet this you have. He is giving him them a compliment. This you have. Okay, what do they have? You hate the works of the Nicolaitans. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans. Which I also hate. Which I also hate. So there is a group that the Lord Jesus is showing them and saying, I see that you hate that and I hate that as well. Okay. So there is one other time that God speaks about this group and that is in to the next church if you will go to verse 14 it is God now speaking to the church in Pergamos okay and he is talking to them about these guys this group one more time please one of God read from verse 14 yes Revelation 2 14 mm -hmm. but I have a few things against you mm -hmm. you have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam mm -hmm who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel. A stumbling block, mm. okay? So th this guy, the Lord is saying, the way he deceived the Israelites is by putting a stumbling block, not by dragging them away, but by putting a hindrance in their path. Okay, go on so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols mm -hmm. and practice sexual immorality. Okay, see, this is where we need to be careful. Somebody reading this will be like, oh, but this is not uh, affecting me because I'm a Christian. Mm. I don't worship idols. So they would immediately remove themselves out of the equation. But remember the words before that. The way he did that was he in among the sons of Israel, yes. children of God, he puts a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. So, not necessarily that just because you don't, you're not an idol worshiper, that you don't have other stumbling blocks, other forms of idolatry mm. and sexual immorality that we understand. Immediately, people will be like, "Okay, but I've gone through the list." I have not done this, 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 and therefore yeah. this doesn't apply to me. But when the Bible talks about sexual immorality, that's another day, the Lord willing, we will ask the Lord for grace to understand that topic. Amen. Getting involved with some things that you're not supposed to engage with. You will in the book of Jude, where they're referring to angels and the way, okay, we'll, we'll take it slow. I think it's like we'll, we, I, I don't know how much I can cover today, but we'll allow the Holy Spirit to lead it and we'll see how much we can cover um, God willing today. Okay, go on. Going on into verse 15. Mm -hmm. So also you have some who hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Okay, so to that gang that is already being deceived, God is saying you also hold on to the teaching of Nicolaitans. So he's comparing their action and then he's saying that action is a result of a teaching. Mm. 
you hold on to a teaching so there is a teaching that they were introduced that introduced the nature of sin to become normal oh, wow. in their life wow so we got to understand this now and say wait a minute this is why i said the way we can approach these scrolls there's two ways you can you can just look at it and go historical and say this this is this or you can now understand the mind of the of of god who is writing these letters and how is that affecting us how is that practically applicable to us today in our generation okay so he's saying there is a teaching that you hold on tight now because of the teaching you are meditating on that teaching and the more you meditating the more you meditate on that teaching there is something that your spirit is now justifying there is an action there is a sin that your spirit is now saying it's okay why because you're holding on to a teaching they were holding on to the teaching of the nicolaitans so you're looking at this teaching that was causing them to produce a certain action mm-hmm. that was not from the lord and now god is saying i hate that i hate that all right go on in verse 16 therefore repent if not i will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth okay he's saying i want you to now repent because i'm coming to you and i'm coming to you with what the sword of my mouth sword of my mouth what is the sword of the mouth the double edged sword it is the word of the living god So he's saying that the way I'm going to deal with this this teaching that is coming out of their mouth the way I'm going to deal with that is not bringing fire from heaven I'm going to deal with that by bringing words that are superior wow when superior words are released into an environment inferior words are destroyed My god that's strong. So the way God is saying I'm going to deal with this is you are holding words. You are using words to take my people away. You're using words to put stumbling blocks. You're using words to hinder them. You are using words to introduce them to certain sins of the flesh. And he's saying you're using those words to justify their conscience. Mm. He said the way I'm going to deal with this is that I am coming to you with words. This is God telling Job, stand upright. Let us reason. See if you can reason. See, you got to understand our God is a God that is fair. He is righteous. He is just. is not like a parent who says obey me because i am a parent yeah he's saying i'm going to bring you my reasons try and stand up to it because those words are followed by judgment yes so we're going to try and locate the source of these 
Okay. Please, if you will open your Bible to the book of Acts chapter 6. Verse 5 and verse 6. The book of Acts chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. Acts chapter 6, starting in verse 5. Mm. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. You heard the name there? And Nicholas? And Nicholas. Mm -hmm. A proselyte. Who was he? He was a proselyte. And where was he from? From Antioch. Okay. That's the seventh man. Okay. This gets very, very interesting. We're excited to hear this man of God. <laughs> so you're looking at the disciples saying, we need to commit ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. So find us seven of them. So find us seven of them that are spirit-filled, full of wisdom, that we can give them the job at the table while we focus on the word and prayer. But these guys were also spirit-filled. And we go on to see how Stephen was one of those people that God used mightily and he became a martyr, his face shone as an angel. So we see that these seven were also anointed to speak. They were anointed with wisdom, wisdom, you know, to the grace to say the things at the right time. Yeah. Okay. And Nicholas was the seventh. Hmm. As Judas was the twelfth. Interesting wow. application there. Wow. In all the Gospels, you see Judas was mentioned in the end. You see Nicholas uh, also mentioned in the end and there is a specific detail given to him. And he's saying that he's, what, one more time? That he was a proselyte. He was a proselyte. Proselyte is a word that is used for a Gentile that becomes a Jew. Okay. that included circumcision. And that was, at that time as an adult, extremely a painful affair. And, and they, they turn into huge traditional, um, they, they become very passionate, very zealous, you know, in order for them to go through that, such levels of commitment, they had to be very committed to the Jewish faith. Mm -hmm. And so now from there, He's becoming a Christian. So you're looking also at a trend on him of going with trends. And you're seeing that not necessarily he could have been somebody that was well-founded. He was more on the zealous side. Okay, Unlike Apostle Paul was on the zealous side. You will see certain dangers even with that. With the way Apostle Paul would pick fights even among the disciples. Okay. He refused to go with certain other disciples said, why? Zeal. Yeah. Zeal that is not tamed. Hmm. Very zealous for the Lord and now does not care about the brothers and sisters. Wow. 
Wow. So much zeal. That's, oh, I have to please you. I don't care about anybody else. I have to please the Lord. Now you step on everybody else. You hurt everybody else in the process. And you see, towards the end of the ministry of Paul, he began to calm down. And then he would wait for Mark, whom he had disagreement with. Then he started saying good things about Barnabas. You see, his whole attitude begins to change. And, and that is the difference you see with Peter. As much as Peter was very zealous, he, the guy, he was so zealous that he cut off somebody's ear. <laughs> yes. You can't beat that zeal. But the Lord Jesus got to his heart, exposed Peter, showed him how fragile he was. He was like, oh, I'll die for you. Lord Jesus had to show him. You're going to, in fact, do the opposite. You're going to deny me three times. When the Lord Jesus exposed the brokenness of his spirit, where he is not there to help the master, but he needs the help of the master. Mm -hmm. Yes. In that brokenness, he had a season of depression where the Lord Jesus went after him and said, if you really love me, now help my sheep feed them and then you can see the language of Peter change character comes in when Paul is standing up to the face of Peter you never see Peter saying bro get off my face the last time somebody was in my face I cut off his ear you fellow you came yesterday I was the loudest in my group I was the most dramatic in my group. I was the guy who walked on the water. You will read the epistles of Peter. You will never see show off. You will never see, oh, once upon a time when I was walking on the water, the third step, uh, when I, you know, all the disciples were, no, 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 no. None of those things. But with Apostle Paul, you will see a lot of boasting. What's the difference between these two? One was overzealous. It took him time to come to that maturity. Mm. Lot of gifts, lot of anointing, lot of zeal. Reminds me of when we become so zealous for the Lord that we don't look at how we behave. And you see that among many young ministers. With the little they know, they will start criticizing everybody else. But if you give them time, if you can find somebody that has been in the ministry long enough, you will find somebody that is slow to criticize, Mm -hmm. not rush, because they know. They've lived long enough to know that there is nobody perfect. But the ones that are on fire for the Lord, they must be the ones that are most careful to learn to. zeal that can take you away from the Lord. Even in the church, you will see one brother, one sister, that's on fire. No, we can't do that. No! And she'll go around correcting new believers. No, you can't stand like that. You'll go chase away that believer that just came to the church for the first time. Yeah. Overzealous. That is knowledge without understanding. Mm. Lot of information 
but no maturity to process that information. You make you overzealous. And that was the pitfall of Nicholas. Now I'll explain that to you. And I know you're wondering yes, where. where. <laughs> now, he is from where? Go on, read that line. It says he is a proselyte of Antioch. From Antioch. From Antioch. Okay. Now, if you study the church history, the church fathers wrote books. They mentioned this guy. That this young man among the seven went astray. And he began to there is a there's a whole lot of context when you see somebody go off tangent there is always a weed that the enemy plants it's not like one day they wake up and they go off tangent mm. there is a weed there is a lie that the enemy plants into the spirit they want something so desperately they are desiring for something desperately and that is why the bible says do not be quick to lay hands on a new believer somebody young in faith somebody is not established somebody is not rooted enough you know some people will be very gifted very anointed very you know talent but that does not mean that you're spiritually mature it does not mean that emotion your emotions are stable that does not mean that you are ready and that is why he's saying don't be quick to lay hands upon them and that's the role of the fathers you bring them you allow them a little by you give them opportunities you give them a microphone you give them a platform but that's not mean that they have the maturity yeah. but you let them do it under your supervision mm-hmm. you let them slowly move forward yeah. so that you are there to pick them up and correct and the moment they go away from that correction mm-hmm. the moment they think that they know better you are seeing the manifestation of a spirit that destroyed churches okay what happened to this guy he began to take one part of the truth i believe it is the book of acts chapter 15 please 15 was 23 and 24 acts chapter 15 starting mm-hmm. in verse 23 mm-hmm. with the following letter the brothers both the apostles and the elders mm. to the brothers who are of the gentiles in antioch and syria and cilicia okay so now they're talking about a problem that started in antioch yes okay what are they saying they're saying greetings mm-hmm. since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words unsettling your minds certain people went out from among us from us okay we laid hands on them mm. we appointed them so when they came from here they had the name that they they belong to us mm. but they didn't really belong to us wow so if you look at that chapter in the beginning you will see there was a whole division that takes place regarding how people are saved was circumcision important there was a whole division so when the elders then finally came together and peter stands up among them and says guys we cannot be divided among about the situation because we have been saved by faith mm-hmm. okay now the the same grace that has brought us 
Now in that grace we have to remember we don't need circumcision. Mm-hmm. Okay? In order for us to um to to receive salvation. Yes. So he brings that correction. And now he is sending correction back to Antioch. So now they are interfering and correcting a theology. And so there's some people that have come. And now we know that Nicholas was a proselyte. Yes. Okay. He walks in with that impartation that he has received mm. with that laying of hands. Now, what was he laid hands for? For the distribution of the bread. And you will begin to see that he oversteps his position. Mm. Say wow. if they appointed me as a leader, I must be somebody important. So he steps into positions he should not step into mm. and begins to teach things that now the apostles have to step in and correct saying there are some that came from us let's continue to verse 24 since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us mm. and troubled you with words unsettling your minds although we gave them no instructions mm. go on it has seemed good to us having come to one accord to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Okay, now he's saying that we didn't tell him to come and teach you guys. Mm. Yes. So we are now going to send you Paul and Barnabas. Yeah. They are our beloved. You listen to them. Mhm. So you already you're seeing how the enemy starts working. Somebody that was not sent to them begins to teach them things. and they're saying that we did not send them to you but you have been listening to them because they were in the same church because they belong to the same denomination because they came and told you that they are also christians and you began to hear you didn't even bother to check if they were sent by us you did not bother to say hey is this a legit guy you went with whatever he taught and now there is confusion among you and we're going to go and and find out where is this 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 coming from yeah. okay if you will open your bible to the book of jude chapter 1 and verse 4 jude chapter 1 and verse 4 jude chapter 1 starting in verse 4 mm. for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation ungodly people certain people entered unnoticed unnoticed always be careful somebody that is coming to you that is coming unnoticed mm-hmm. that is that old ancient serpent working through them unnoticed mm. they are in the garden adam is busy doing something on the other side and the serpent enters the garden unnoticed, unnoticed. and begins to talk and by talking they starts teaching yes. most of the time he was sitting and thinking oh you know adam was busy somebody is checking on me how sweet of them how nice oh he just wanted to know how i'm doing 
He didn't want anything else. Yet at the same time, did they really care about them? Or were they sent by the enemy mm. to take them away from where God had planted? I'm telling you, this is nothing new. This is start, this situation, this strategy, this system, this plans mm. started in the garden. How the enemy enters, the way they enter is they come in unnoticed. And go on, what does it say? Who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people. Long ago, designated for condemnation. For condemnation. And go on. Ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God. Who pervert the grace of God. Yeah. Okay. Long ago was condemned. Mm -hmm. Who pervert the grace of God. So Nicholas had a way of using the word, the grace of God. You will continue reading, you will see he introduced lavishness mm. or wantonness or extreme lust, cravings of the flesh, mm. sexual immorality where they would overpowering nature of flesh. You're looking at a whole group that was tainted because somebody came and began to teach them. So what is he teaching? That is where you say the teachings of the Nicolaitans, yeah. the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. What did they introduce? Their understanding was the grace of God will cover. Wow. The grace of God is enough. The grace, that is why it says, they come in unnoticed, meaning mm -hmm. they're not sent by us. Mm -hmm. They walked in and start teaching you stuff because you accept them because you thought, oh, they were standing next to us, so probably they are from us. Yeah. And they come and now they're hijacking your understanding. And all of a sudden, Without you even realizing, now you're turning to become a rebel. And you don't even understand why you are irritated. Why you come back to church and you are angry. Mm. You don't even understand. Mm -hmm. But you've met Nicolitan. What do they do that they say? They pervert the grace of God. Yeah. You are looking, the accusation God has for them is teachings. Teachings that led to deeds. Oh teachings that led to deeds come on teachings that led to sexual immorality mm. teachings that led them to be rebels teachings that has turned them to idolatry mm. so what kind of teachings would that be my god if i come to you and say listen it's okay to worship idols don't worry god understands what does that do you are going to look at me and say, this is scary. Yeah. But if I instead come and say, the grace of God understands that you had to stand before the idol. It's okay. So now I'm giving you license to sin. Grace of God, what it does is removes condemnation. 
I can come and tell you the grace of God is there to cover you and say but don't stay in that sin. The grace of God understands your weakness. So whatever you're going through the Lord understands and he's going to help you to come out of it. But what these guys were do is they would say the grace of God is there to cover you go on sinning. Grace of God is there ah don't worry we are no more under the 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 covenant of Moses and so you can go ahead and do what you want mm. and he began to hijack their whole theology and led them into deeper sin so their theology was as long as we are in the flesh mm-hmm. we can go on sinning because it is a spirit that is saved now these are information recorded by early fathers They said their their teaching was that since the flesh is the fallen nature, is okay to sin because the flesh we leave behind, and it is the spirit that is saved. So it's okay if you are engaging with sexual immorality. Oh wow! And it took over churches. My goodness! <sighs> to the point where now God has to appear and say the teachings of the Nicolaitans. you have the way god responds to both the churches are different the first time when he he says he says i have seen that you have hated it mm-hmm. but the second time god is saying hey yeah i don't like what you guys are doing because you are tolerating this fellow you're tolerating this teaching repent because i'm coming with the sword mm-hmm. the first time he's saying i i appreciate you yeah. but the second church is saying no appreciation for you for you i'm coming with a sword of my mouth meaning when god speaks judgment follows mm. i got to pause there when god speaks judgment follows the reason why we don't listen to the word of god with great respect is because we don't believe that the word comes and then comes judgment Lembreke sarumbrokusira antebrababanti alerakasia shibuvi antarekajagasia labrokusia many a times we hear the word of god and the spirit of god convicts us and we know that the lord is telling us correct this area correct that area but we ignore them we don't pay attention we think ah it's just it's just a pastor preaching on some video some man of god is saying something everybody says something he's also saying to me you ignore the voice of the spirit that is calling you into correction calling you into alignment and instead you allow that nature to lead you dear beloved I'm fearful to bring this word to you. But I want you to know judgment follows the word of God. Not too long will the Holy Spirit keep knocking on your heart's door. There will certainly be a time when the spirit of the Lord will stop pleading with your spirit for a change. at some point you will see the lord will back off that day is the most dreadful day of our lives 
that day. It's the day we have died. You see God coming to Adam and saying, the day you eat of this fruit is the day you die. And yet you see that he went on to live for hundreds of years in human time. Okay. But at the same moment, death had already begun in him. Right now, as you are sitting, your body is aging. By every second, you're closer to death. And people think that the day you die is when you die. You died a long ago. You were just inching to the completion of the death that has started in your body the day you were born. The day you disobey the word of God, death has already set into your spirit. So when you see nothing has happened around me, nothing is falling down, I'm still here. Oh, let us not be foolish. Now in the book of Jude, it talks about it. Next verse, man, I've got it. Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, mm. that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, mm. afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Wait a minute. He's saying it was God who saved them. It was God who brought them out of Egypt. And yet, over and over again, they ignored His word, not realizing that God would wait 40 long years until that entire generation perished. People of God, please, please, please hear me. Help us, Lord. When the word comes to us, life is coming to us. And when we reject that word, we are also rejecting life. God is the God of long suffering. God is the patient God. But how long? Will the Lord be patient? And this whole generation passed away. And then he goes on, he goes deeper. Okay? So so he's starting with the Nicolaitans, and then he's going into Egypt, and then now he's going to go deeper. Go on. In verse 6, And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, hmm but left their proper dwelling. Hmm. He has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness <laughs> until the judgment of the great day. Look at this. This is talking about an entire group of angels that fell from heaven. And he's saying they did not stay in that place of authority, mm -hmm. meaning they gave them authority. Okay, now it's going to get interesting. I hope I haven't lost you already. Okay, okay, all right. 
this whole situation, this spirit that we are talking about is dealing with the spirit of that Nicolaitans. Okay, let me let me give you the context. Those who follow Christ were called as Christians. Those who followed the teachings of Nicholas are called the Nicolaitans. So you're looking at two groups. Yes. So you can never be a Christian and then say that I'm influenced by a Nicolaitan mm-hmm. because you're either following Jesus or you are influenced by this spirit. I call it spirit, not an individual anymore, mm-hmm. because this individual himself was a victim of that spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, when somebody wow. says the spirit of Jezebel, mm-hmm. don't think that the woman Jezebel turned into a spirit and from then on the spirit of Jezebel. No, no, no. That woman herself was a victim. Remember, there were many kinds of angels that fell from heaven. Okay. Many functions. So when you hear about Jezebel, which we will handle soon, it is a spirit. When you hear about the Nicolaitans, that is itself another spirit. What is that spirit? The spirit of Nicolaitans. What is what kind of spirit is that? That spirit is a spirit that does not stand in the place that God gives. Wow. And he always exercises out of authority. Okay, read that line what you just read one more time. What did these angels do? And the angels who did not stay within their own authority, mm-hmm. but left their proper dwelling. Mm. He has kept in eternal chains. Okay. So, Manago, this is this is something we need to understand. Not every devil is released on earth out of the one third that fell from heaven the strong ones the mighty ones are chained until the end time mm. and the book of revelation talks about when those chains will be released and they will come out okay so the the real dangerous ones are yet to be released the ones that is released is already under our feet oh wow <laughs> okay so you're looking at mm, i don't know how much we can cover today man of god i guarantee right now we are all glued we don't want to go anywhere we are glued we need to hear this we want to hear this i'm going to show you step by step with the grace of the lord lord come I'm going to stop looking at time. And I hope you do that. Let me take it slow. In a perfect world with the perfect God. God anointed Lucifer. God gave him a place. God gave him a position. was that you just read he said gave him authority authority yet that was not enough they desired more there is a great danger 
when the son desires more than what the father has given and you see that with the prodigal son said give me what is mine if it is yours don't you think that the father would give it to you when it is time but that angel was unhappy with where he was and desired more greed and that second he was kicked out of heaven so from that time satan is always using different tools to try to corrupt human race and the way he does that is by introducing his character into people wow and the way he does that is using teachings he uses people to introduce concepts that go against the lord that is why jude is mentioning egypt that is why jude is mentioning israel israelites who were destroyed in on the way to their promised land how did they get destroyed and of course teachings teachings except that it wasn't coming from their leader 12 spies were sent to check out the land 10 came back with a negative report two said it's possible 10 yeah. said ah i don't know what your leader is saying he's lost it the bible says god was upset with them a negative report caused those guys to perish so a teaching that became a stumbling block wow i don't know if you're getting wow. the connection wow you they're going into the promised land yeah but an information entered into the spirit the information was impossible for you to get the promised land you are like locust in their eyes yeah. you are going to go into your death if you if you pursue this journey mm-hmm. it became a stumbling block my goodness and they lost their salvation they lost their souls in that desert my goodness the spirit of nicolaitans you see that they are never satisfied with the authority that is given to them mm-hmm. who else do we see that happen you see that with judas 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 was appointed by the lord remember jesus dying was not some little demon's work mm-hmm. okay we we have to establish these facts it was a strategy from the head of the serpent yeah okay we got to make the understand that clear why because if now judas is functioning by an influence he's not functioning anymore with a baby spirit he's not functioning with a kid demon yeah. he's not he's not fighting with a small devil he is now influenced and possessed wow by the highest demon wow 
broken the head of the demon that is influencing this man mm. to now and go betray the son of the living God. One of the highest levels of spiritual attack happened in the life of Judas. And that's the spirit of Lucifer. Because it was only Lucifer can do what Judas did. Who was Lucifer? He was an anointed Kerub. Kerub means that covering that has given dominion. He was anointed by the Lord. Who was Judas? Anointed again by the Lord as an apostle. What does an apostle do? Gives the covering, takes care of a group, goes and plans. He is the one who establishes churches. He has dominion. He oversees the overseer. That was the anointing Judas had. And Lucifer now studies these 12 guys and say, whom can I possess? Whom can I, whom can I influence with the spirit of Nicolaitan? And he found Judas as a perfect candidate. The question we need to ask is why? The two reasons that stand out the most, there are many, but for the lack of time. Number one, he was very unaccountable to his master. Now, all the sins that Peter did, okay, you can see he would unashamedly fail before his master. All the bloopers that Peter did, he did it in front of his master. He embarrassed himself in front of the master to the point where the master would rebuke him in public say get thee behind me Satan in front of all his brothers he rebuked okay that was not a shame that was his protection wow <laughs> that was his salvation that was a gift correction is a gift mm. yes be very careful when your leader cannot correct you if you are so intimidating that your leader now cannot correct you. you. You better go on your knees and cry out because you are the next candidate that the enemy has identified. Somebody that cannot be corrected. Somebody that will sulk when they are corrected. Somebody that will take days and weeks and months to get back when correction comes. You are the perfect candidate that Satan is looking for. Judas never went to his master and said, Master, you know that money that you gave me? I got a little tempted. I was a little hungry. I just bought some donuts with it. Now, he kept on living in sin. Even after the Lord knew it, he refused to correct somebody that did not go to him for correction. Now, there's something for us to learn. Some of us are thinking, oh, as a father, he's supposed to correct us. Is he? Some things are not corrected until you bring it into, into the light. Mm. When you come to the presence of God mm. and say, God, I really want help, then help comes. Yeah. You can be in front of a prophet 
and if you are sitting there saying i don't need your help mm-hmm. the prophet doesn't need to help you the prophet doesn't respond to pride mm-hmm. when you are sitting there and saying oh god i really need a breakthrough i don't know why there is no breakthrough mm-hmm. then the prophet will say okay you want to know why there's no breakthrough 1 2 3 4 5 6 things yeah you change that you get a breakthrough but that correction came because of the posture of your heart how many people will you find that has that posture that saying lord it doesn't matter how embarrassed i am please fix me lord mm-hmm. yeah fix me you can never hide the real posture of your heart please please know this please 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 know this no matter how much you mask no matter how much you act humble the spirit realm is never fooled by your outward signs the spirit realm both god and the devil look at you and say ah anyways that spirit he does not submit to jesus instead he finds other people that were religiously in authority hmm. because you got to understand this spirit hangs around people with authority wow satan was in a place of authority mm-hmm. this spirit is attracted to people with authority so who does judas go to the chief priests of that time the chief priests man of god what do you think judas was talking to them you think he went to talk and 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 they were talking about some girls you think they they he went to the temple to talk to the priests about what do you think they were talking we got to think we got to think what caused judas to betray his master did you really think that he was sitting there you know what did they talk they talked scripture you didn't hear me they talked they scripture. talked scripture scripture and the chief priest sat there telling judas how his master is theologically wrong my goodness they sat there week after week brainwashing judas saying really judas don't you really love god don't you want to save the people of israel you single-handedly you are going to be the one that is going to save israel from this cult called jesus what do you think they were talking mm. they convinced him that by doing this that he was doing the will of god the spirit of nicolaitans that target people in authority came upon Judas because he also was in a place where he didn't want to be accountable so this spirit is very drawn to people that are not accountable you will see that with nicholas himself he was among the seven that was chosen and he was supposed to take care of something but what is he doing in antioch yeah 
that's the, their point. That's what the, the apostles are now establishing. They're saying, we didn't send them. We didn't send them. We told them to, to hold a plate. But the brother enjoyed attention. The brother enjoyed the fact that, oh, now even I am also called. He enjoyed titles. And here you are. You see him going into places and begins to be an instrument of Satan. Well, I've got chances are that even Nicholas himself doesn't know. That's the scary part. That he was used by the enemy. Wow. Because you're seeing how this spirit can go on and on because they hate accountability. Nobody sent them, but he wants to go. God puts them someplace, but he hates accountability. And you will see that over and over again in our generation where as soon as anointing comes, you will hate accountability. And you will see their language changes. They'll be like, you know, the only person that I answer to is God. The only person I need is God. I don't need a church. I am the church. This is the language of Nicolaitans. Mm. Because they don't want to submit. Mind you, the, in this language, you only see with people that don't submit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nobody that submits will come and tell you, you don't need a church. You only see that spirit manifesting through these kinds of people who enjoy authority. And they will tell other people, don't submit to authority. They enjoy teaching, yet they will say, don't listen to teaching. They enjoy what they're doing, and yet they are used by the enemy to enter into non-suspecting sheep and they all believe them because oh he's also speaking in tongues oh he's also look at his voice oh look at her voice she can sing so wonderful look at the way she he lifts his hands and prays the lord oh he had so many scriptures that he quoted yet at the same time he was not sent and they're taking him away from the lord jude has a wonderful conclusion to that. If you notice this, Jude has only one chapter. Yes. In Jude chapter 1. Go to verse 17. Yeah. In Jude, cha Jude chapter 1, verse 17. Hmm. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers hmm. following their own ungodly passions. Okay, so it was already predicted. Already. So you in, in in the last time, so don't be shocked when you see people scoffing you. Hmm. Don't be shocked. Okay, go on. It is these who cause divisions, mm -hmm. worldly people, hmm. devoid of the spirit. Okay. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Okay, so when that spirit of Nicolaitans, if you don't want to be hijacked by that spirit, the way you can protect yourself from those people, from that creeping spirit, because mm -hmm. you don't even realize that they are in the church. Yeah. 
that's not a that is not a demon outside the church that is going to manifest and you know leave no 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 it is a demon that likes sitting in the church it's not it's not uh, you know I, i'm in a pub i don't want to go to god you know no 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 this one likes the church and when they enter something happens you see slowly 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 you're taken away from the lord your passion is removed you become like them you start rebelling you start having divisions in your heart you come into church and you isolate yourself that spirit is now taking over you and he's saying the way you can protect yourself from that spirit is how go on you brethren but you beloved mm. building yourselves up in your most holy faith building yourself up in the most holy faith there is a duty you have a responsibility that you have that all kinds of demonic strategies are sent against us to take us away from our inheritance in the lord people of god all kinds of demonic spirits whether it be a jezebelic strategy whether it is a nicolaitan strategy all kinds of strategies are used against a believer so some temptations are outside some deceptions are on the inside and their purpose is what to take you away from the lord so he's saying that you have to build yourself up in the faith it is your responsibility that your faith grows it is your responsibility that your spirit grows talking to somebody and i said lord of attacks was going through this young man and the doctor had prescribed some medicines wasn't really helping him as he supposed to so i found out that he has been missing a lot of these teachings and i said would you miss a prescription that your doctor gave oh if the doctor says you have diabetes and you have to have it morning afternoon evening after you eat your food you obey the doctor diligently how much more a child of god mm. must be committed mm. i don't understand people who can miss a sunday and they're okay i don't understand somebody when you know that there is an information available in your spirit in the week that you can you can be okay missing that information in your spirit and then you're wondering why are you attacked yeah. why don't you have the strength to fight the enemy because there was a prescription that you missed come on that prescription was given to you for the building of your faith mm-hmm. we talked about that last week the five offices that build up the body yeah. build up yourself 
you have the resources let the spirit of god rise up inside you grow into the maturity go on but you beloved building yourselves up in your most holy faith mm -hmm. and praying in the holy spirit okay and praying in the holy spirit holy spirit the church today the way you can grow in the lord is when you hear word coming to you now you have to translate taking the word and now going into a time of prayer that is your blessing that is how it becomes a full cycle if you keep hearing knowledge and not take it to the lord there is no place where the knowledge is being translated into your spirit information has to get into your spirit go on keep yourselves in the love of god oh yes go on waiting for the mercy of our lord jesus christ that leads to eternal life and have mercy on those who doubt hmm. save others by snatching them out of the fire to others show mercy with fear mm. hating even the garment stained by the flesh this is such a Oof. powerful instruction he's saying that we must live this life with the fear and trembling of the lord because we are waiting upon his mercy it is the mercy of the lord there are so many things in our life that can take us away from the lord He's saying so be rooted by waiting on the lord for with mercy for his mercy mm. and then he's saying snatch out those whom you can out of fire what information in your spirit you have to learn to share it you have to learn to publish it. Mm -hmm. you have to learn to reach out to those whom you can reach as time goes by I was watching certain things in the spirit realm. How the enemy is slowly conquering this generation. Slowly making very ugly sins as normal today. Causing a generation to be exposed to things. And that was that didn't start today. It was It started with us being exposed to movies. It started with us being exposed exposing ourselves to sensual music videos. It started with introducing even cartoon animations that was introduced to our children was introducing information into their spirits that could corrupt them. Today a 12 to 14 year old kid knows more than what somebody knew when they were 20 years old mm. <sighs> the enemy is really trying to make this world to look like him yeah. more and more and i see there is a huge war between the light and darkness that is happening right now and i can tell you at this point light is still winning but there is a time when the darkness will try to overpower there is a season the midnight hour If we do not pray people of God. Ah yes yes yes. If we do not look up to God. 
That is why in this season, we must try our best to capture people out from, snatch them out of the fire. And he's saying, all this you do while hating even the garment that is stained by flesh. Read that last line again. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. Mm. To others show mercy with fear, mm. hating even the garment mm. stained by the flesh. The garment stained by flesh. He's saying that there is a garment. Every child of God is given a garment. You see it in the book of Revelation. They had a white garment and they worshiped the Lord. And he's saying, in this journey of life, protect that garment. Child of God, do your best to hate sin today. Never get used to sin. Never have a 24-hour period where you don't go on your knees and weep over your weakness. Never have a season in your life that will go by where you are not looking up to the Lord and say, Lord, let your blood wash me. Let your precious blood that was shed for me cleanse me of all sins so that when you return, you will still find me with oil in my lamp and that my lamp is still burning so that when the bridegroom returns, that we are still found with oil in our lamp and we are not tainted. Our garments are not tainted by the spirit that loves authority, that will do anything, that will say anything, that will introduce any sense to take them away from the joy and the bosom of the Father. The Lord is with us. The Lord is looking at us. And He is opening your eyes today from every spirit of deception. You will be protected in the name of Jesus. You are covered from the spirit of Nicolaitans that has hijacked the church. That spirit that loves authority and loves to divide will have no power over you in the mighty name of Jesus. You will resist every teaching that is taking you away from the love of the Lord, that is taking you away from being the best Jesus lover on the planet. Anything that uses the theology of grace to give you a license to sin, today run away from such teachings. Any teaching that makes you feel that you can sin and it is okay. My dear people of God, let that be the, the last day you'll pay attention to such teaching because the God we serve is a holy God, is a fearful judge and He is coming back 
for a bride. A bride who may not necessarily be perfect, but has learned the art of perfectly depending on him. I said, Lord, even in my brokenness, I'm at your feet. Even in my most terrible weakness, I am still in your hands. The Lord is looking for you. Best is yet to come. For today, I want to leave you with this. Get ready. Wednesday is coming. You're blessed. Prophet, we want to say thank you for this teaching. You know, before today, we wouldn't have seen. It's incredible to think that there are so many people that enter into our lives, they enter into our thoughts, even into our hearts and beliefs through a text message or or through something that we've watched on our social media or, or TV or, you know, these things that we've entertained. We don't realize that in itself, it is that small weed that is growing. And we, we don't see until today that it is that serpent of old from a long time ago taking us away from our master. Thank you so much for this. I know that from today we will see every message, every voice that speaks to us, someone that is come but not sent. Mm. We will see it in a different light. Thank you. People of God, Today we are blessed beyond words. Today is a moment that you will never forget. And it is a day that you have become well protected. This week, stay in the instructions that have been given to you. Stay in the word. It is a new day. God bless you.